Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Hi, I'm Paul Higgins and welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. You're going to learn lots today because the guest is brilliant. But uh, three things in particular is the move from IT services, managed services, to more of a consulting business. So how he's done that and uh, the way that he's implemented. The second is the value of niching or niching down. And uh, there's a great example here. And the last one is how EOS can help you get unstuck. So get you to work on the business, not in the business. If you're a first-time listener and you love what you hear, please subscribe. It's for cloud consultants. It's where you consult and deploy SaaS platforms. Uh, doesn't matter what platform. Uh, and uh, if you're a regular, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, so just email me at paul at paulhigginsmentoring.com. I'm sure to uh, reply to every one of the emails. And there's a summary in the app. You can also get the full transcript at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast. And before we go in the interview with Daniel, I'd like to thank our key sponsors. First is the Cloud Consultants Collective. It's a free Slack community for like-minded peers helping each other. And you can find out more at the cloudconsultantscollective.com. And there's SendSpark. So if you really want to get the connection, yes, you can meet someone in person, which is the best, but the next best is to send them a video, right? And you can do that. You can personalize them. It's a great platform. You can go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash send spark to get that. So our today's guest is Daniel Mosher. He's the founder and CEO of Tech Guru IT, which is a business for accounting firms. And he combines his passion for business technology with finance and accounting to help modernize accounting firms and strengthen the entrepreneurial ecosystem. And the correct URL, because I used the wrong one in the podcast, which is my mistake, is techguruit.com. That will be in the show notes. And he's also the founder of another business. These are two of his five businesses. One's, it, this one's called Lucid Day, and it's a monday.com partner. And he's helping empower effective teams uh, to do more with Monday, and he's also a certified EOS uh, entrepreneur operating system uh, implementer as well. Uh, he works with leadership teams to implement simple, practical tools to help them get what they want out of their businesses. In addition, he regularly speaks and talks at peak conferences for industry bodies and also runs uh, some workshops. Daniel lives in Minneapolis, and he has two sons and is an avid motorcyclist and pilot. So what I'll do now is hand you over to Daniel Mosher from techguruit.com. Fantastic to have you here, Daniel. Oh, it's always my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I'm very excited today because you do run lots of businesses, and uh, I know we'll focus on a couple in particular today, but um, yeah, well done for the for the uh, eclectic mix of businesses that you've got. It, uh, it's fantastic. But why don't we first target on tech gurus uh, and, you know, what or who's your ideal client of, you know, the, if you go to your website and your LinkedIn profile, if, if you go there now to Daniel's 
will definitely uh, quickly understand because he, he positions himself beautifully. But yeah, who's the ideal client and what sort of problems do you help them solve? Yeah, thanks so much. I love that question. And it's been an evolving journey over the 18 years since I started Tech Guru. So we've already broken all the odds in terms of companies, longevity. That said, uh, today, which is not what I originally founded the company to be doing, it's all about IT for accounting firms, uh, between five and about 50 employees. So it's interesting, though, that IT has changed so much over the years where it used to be like plugging in servers and connecting computers and wireless networks. And certainly there is like some of that, but now it's more like, okay, which cloud platform are we going to help you connect to and integrate, secure, backup, and then teach your people how to use more than it is, you know, than that kind of infrastructure from the the old days. Yeah. So, yeah. That's our, that's our target market. Right. And then what are some of the problems that you help them solve? Yeah, good question. So what we're helping our clients solve is really kind of three main hot button, which is helping them really understand which pieces of technology they should implement into their firms to help them get where they want to go. So kind of a strategic aspect to it, very much consultative. Now, the second piece of it is actually implementing, migrating, converting, in, and connecting uh, those platforms. And then the last piece of it is keeping it all secure and supported. And so we believe that technology is only as good as secure as it is secure. Mm. And technology is only as good as, as people actually know how to use it. Uh, so we provide all the support, frontline support. We call one 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 number to call uh, if you have any kind of tech support questions for anything with buttons and lights. That's what we like to say. And so, again, now more and more of this encompasses software uh, as well as, you know, any kind of gear related questions. And more and more we support, you know, people's home office networks and personal network, you know, personal mobile devices and, and things like that. The, you know, it's a little bit muddying the waters between home, home use, small business and, and office settings. And we support it and embrace it all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brilliant. And, um, and like you said, I don't use, uh, you've, you know, no doubt had lots of, uh, different verticals or different focuses, you know, when did you become uh, specific to accounting firms? Yeah, it's about last, about last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I started the company, happy to do technology work for anybody at any time, anywhere. Years, it became clear that by being such a broad focus, we really couldn't be great at anything. And so I said, you know what? I want to just be really, really good at what we do. And the moment of truth was when I sat with my leadership team and I said, what would we do to put ourselves out of business? Or how could we put, be put out of business in a year from now? And the answer to that question was, well, if every one of our clients was contacted by an IT specialist for their industry, a business in a year. And it already had been starting to happen where it was, okay, it was the orthodontist and found an IT specialist in orthodontist. And it was the law firm that has IT that went away because they had an IT specialist. And we just can't compete because we don't know their business as well as they do. And so we made the first decision to foray into IT for dental. Yes. And then it was very interesting. We learned a lot and we learned that IT for dental was not our thing. Uh, and it just turns out it wasn't a good fit. And yeah, then we said, our second, what, what did why you was that? Them? We found that um, dentists, as long as they can still kind of like do billable services, which are, you know, conducting procedures, their their IT takes a second second seat, right? And so, generally speaking, they're running electronic medical records and they're running 
uh, electronic scheduling, but their work is actually in people's mouths using like, you know, pretty much like drills and, and for those dentists in the audience, I know I'm, I'm not doing what you, the work you do justice. And I'm very grateful for everything that you've done for, collectively for me and over the years, but generally speaking, you can still do your thing as a dentist without having your technology be functional. Okay. Yeah. So they just didn't value technology the way that we wanted. So our second choice was accountants. And so we said, okay, well, what's the industry where they're only their second costs on average only to payroll is IT expenditure. Can you believe that? It's because they have to invest in these softwares and tax things they have to get updates every year. It's incredible. And then the human capital is so important. It's so important. And in their case, Paul, can you imagine if they're, if your accountant's uh, technology goes down, they're, There's business they're out stuff. of luck. Yeah. 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 Business stops. Anyway, so for all those reasons, we decided to specialize in the IT for accounting space. And now more and more clients that we bring on, they're 100% already in the cloud. If they're not, they want to be. And we find ourselves being cloud consultants, just like, you know, just like all the rest of uh, all the rest of us. Yeah, I think that's 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 really well explained. And I love that the the, the percentage of cost, because that's what yeah. I often with my clients look at that, right? And I'm also looking at well, who else is in that top list so that yeah. you can then go and find strategic partners, right? Who are the yeah. people they have to use? So often that's like, you know, HR thinks a great, a great one or people services, right? Because that right. like you said, the number one cost is the 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 team. So who's helping support their team? And then they know the client well, which i.e. you can get introduced to. So I think that's really smart. And the other thing is that, you know, it's an industry that's, you know, going to stay the test of time, right? We're always going to need accountants. So, yeah, yeah I think that's that's really smart. And the other thing is just this, this whole thing of niche and niche depends where you are in the world listening. You know, it is, you know, I love the thing where you're just too broad and and the fact that you can be eaten away, like you said, you know, mm -hmm. if you, you know, it's like me, like there's lots of consultants in the world, right? And mm -hmm. it was the same. I used to just be like one of many, whereas the community that we run here and, and the podcasts I've got, you know, I, I haven't found anyone else that's doing what I'm doing. Right. So then all of a sudden, and I've been doing this for like eight months, you get a name for, fairly quickly and people start coming to you so i think that's that's really smart so you you know you're you're picking these clients but as you said you sort of evolve from providing all the hardware etc to more the consulting you know how has how have you had to change you know the way that you go to market and also potentially the people you know in the business to adapt to uh, more of a consulting versus uh you know uh, an MSP or an IT provider. Yeah, thank you. And we certainly still do all the hardware stuff as well. So we're still that, we still play that role. I just want to put some context out there for you, Paul. It's like, we started with two accounting firm clients. Literally, we had two at the time. And all the rest of our clients were non-accounting firms. So it was really a significant shift in both the go-to-market and with the way that we've been structuring our team. And, and Paul, to be honest, we're still figuring it out. We haven't, we haven't totally cracked the code, but I am excited to say we just hit 80 accounting firm clients now. Right. And it's overtaken, it, it overtook by so much our, our, we call it legacy business, but you know, all the non-accounting firm clients. Actually, I had bought, I had, I had a, a business partner and I bought him out and he took all those legacy clients 
And now TechGuru is 100% laser focused on just accounting firms. Because we found, Paul, to your point about go-to-market and team structure, that it was two different businesses. Yeah. It was uh, providing IT support for you know companies that you could generally drive to, and they wanted very and had very different expectations. And the go-to-market was totally different. Although, I frankly, we never really cracked the code on the go-to-market for the generalist IT business because no matter what we did, it just seemed like kind of throwing things at the wall. We never could. We always got clients through referrals and word of mouth, but we never could grow with intention. It was always just accidental, take it when you can get it kind of growth, Yes. right? And that's what I've always wanted. In all the years I had a business, I said, I want a business where we can have repeatable predictable growth. And so that's why I took ownership of marketing. I took ownership of our go-to-market and I talked to those two accounting firm clients we had, you know, and actually I went and I talked to about a dozen other accounting professionals that I had in my life or were indirectly connected to me and I got introductions and I had a, had 10 questions. And one of the one of them was, you know, where do you go? Where do you go to like learn about um, new technology and new vendors? And Paul, the crazy was they go, are you sitting down for this? They go to conferences, in-person, physical conferences where they can meet and have FaceTime and shake hands. And so you know what, Paul, because even though that would have been the last thing ever I would have said is that we're going to have a conference uh, strategy. We have a conference strategy. (laughs) And we're at a dozen conferences this year all over the US. We're figuring out how to do we're trying to get as efficient as possible. We're going to be at QuickBooks Connect in the next couple of weeks. We're at the handful of conferences, you know, the last, this is conference season right now. And it's all going to kind of wrap up in January. So that's been a big, important go-to-market. And it's been also peer networking or peer organizations of accounting firms. Yes. So connecting with peer organizations where they are, you know, either doing peer coaching or they're doing, what do you call it? Like mastermind things like that, yes. where those organizations will allow us to come in and be a sponsor and be a thought leader and contribute to those conversations. That has been the other big strategic go-to-market for us. And then everything else from there is just kind of more solid inbound marketing, uh, but nothing is more has provided more return than those two first pieces I'd mentioned. Yeah, I think that's that's so clever. Like, um, you know, take the time, listen to Daniel, but take the time to go and research, right? You know, Go and research and find out. Like, it's great to have an ideal client, and you can go to paulingsmentoring.com forward slash ICP to get the template that I've got. But, you know, really finding out where they go is so important. And, you know, a lot of my clients, we still do outbound on LinkedIn, right? But it's less yeah. about finding the one to one relationships, it's about more finding the actual one to many which is That's what right. you're talking about, right? Big and grand. I think that is uh, so important. And the other thing is, you know, as Daniel's built his team, he's now at the front of the business, right? I think what often happens is, you know, it's the hard thing is to get out of delivery, right? And you're stuck in yeah. delivery. And then it's like, well, I don't have the time to be on podcasts. So I don't have the time to be, you yes. know, make sure that you're building that team to, to get out. And, and about that team for you, like, you know, uh, I think you've said you've got around 15 people in the, the yes. tech guru business now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how involved are you in the day-to-day and delivery? Yeah. Thanks. Great question. I am not 
involved right. day to day in that yeah. business, which I assume uh, the case. But uh, I, I was, I was, yeah. I was waiting a little, hoping that I'd gotten the right angle on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I haven't been very hands on, you know, in some time, probably maybe the last eight, eight or so years, other than just high level, big picture, strategic things, big relationships. In EOS terminology, if anybody's familiar with that, entrepreneurial operating system or traction. Do you, do you, I don't know if you, Paul, if you talk a lot in your group uh, in this conversation, but I'm the visionary. So visionary, kind of big picture, big ideas, uh, big strategy, remove you know major roadblocks and barriers from the organization. But uh, in thought leadership, I do some speaking. I just spoke at Minnesota's CPA conference last week. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And generally speaking, though, I've systematically built systems and replaced myself in the business over and over and over processes, which many entrepreneurs, like you say that word process, and then they're just like brain like melts in there. And it can be a kind of a daunting thing for those of us who like to kind of fly by the seat of our pants and shoot from our hip, so to speak. Uh, But I got to tell you, it's been what set me free and creating kind of documenting and simplifying, you know, it's so easy to build these complex things that only only I could actually execute on, right? So building and finds processes then with that clarity, finding the right and best person to replace myself in that role. I have replaced myself in every single role in the company because in the initial, initially I started the company, it was just me. I was driving around in my 1990 uh, Honda Accord uh, all over Minnesota and, and Wisconsin, like fixing people's computers. And I was doing the books and I was doing the sales and I was doing the marketing and I was doing the invoicing, you know, I did everything and customer service and scheduling. And so again, systematically year over year, get an elevated, another kind of EOS t- terminology or methodology um, to do the things that I'm really the best at. What I found that is my calling and purpose is coaching leaders to thrive and become their best. And so now I get to spend most of my time doing that. And I'd find that deeply fulfilling and meaningful. Yeah, brilliant. And look, we've had um we had Eric on episode uh, 337, and he talked the the titles um, if you want to search as uh, Kiss a Frog in Sales, because he sort of spoke about identifying yeah. the right clients, which is, you know, when you pick the speak specific niche or or niche, you know, it's a lot easier, right? Because you can, it's a yeah. lot easier to qualify. So I think you've done that really well. But he talks a bit about AOS, but just bring out a couple of key things that, you know, you've got five businesses and we're going to talk about the Monday practice in a moment. You know, have you got a similar suite or, oh, oh sorry, how, how does EOS uh, help you run first tech gurus better? And yep. then we can talk about how that leads to your other businesses. Yeah, well, EOS uh, was a complete game changer. I think I would have burnt out, given up a long time ago if it wasn't for having learned about it. And when I did learn about it, we implemented it in the company right away. And it helped us get accomplished really three things. One, get everybody on the same page in terms of vision, where we headed, getting everybody crystal clear on what needs to be done quarter in and quarter out that are going to make progress towards that vision and getting everybody to work together in a healthy way. The cool thing about EOS is just a set of simple, practical tools. It's it's not rocket science. It's nothing. There's no theory. It's just really, really basic things that have been around for hundreds of years. Will be around for decades more, and it's just incredibly simple, but then magical with the results that you can get. And so EOS has helped us do a couple of things. One, structure the company to win. Right, design the team and put everybody in the right seat so that we're set up for success. Right, we are designing 
the game. So we might as well design it so we can win. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. And then get everybody excited about where we're headed and what their role is making it become a reality. And then this, and then I don't have, there's no micromanagement. There's no micromanagement. And the team is completely bought in and on board. And we meet every week. We have the best meetings. We have these world-class level 10 meetings that are part of EOS where everybody's on the same page. We're, we're transparent. We're account holding each other accountable. And so, yes, I weave that into everything I do. Again, like I mentioned, I work myself out of a day-to-day job in the business. And then I loved it so much. I took the leap and became an EOS implementer and have worked with dozens upon dozens of companies over the past eight years. And I'm working with almost, I think I'm working with 19 companies currently, 19 leadership teams to help them become their best and become and get what they want from their businesses as well. And what sort of size are those companies? Yeah, companies who are most beneficial most benefit from EOS are from 10 to 250 yeah. employees, more or less. We have teams that are closer to five and larger than that, but um, less than 10, and it's hard to delegate and elevate because there's nobody to delegate and elevate to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can yeah. still use some of the principles and get a ton of traction and it'll help you grow. Uh, but anywhere from 10 plus with a, you know, the key thing is an entrepreneurial spirit willing to challenge the status quo and embrace change and want to become great, right? And those are the main kind of success criteria for, for EOS. And, you know, I know average is uh, a difficult, but how long does it normally take to implement EOS? Oh, two-year journey. Two-year journey. The cool thing is from starting with a new client to being done, my job is to work myself out of a job within two years and get them so they don't need me anymore. That's actually, that that is what is one of the coolest things and almost like anti, probably antithetic to like the typical kind of consulting engagement where I'm not actually trying in that case to work myself deeper into somebody's business. I'm going to teach them I'm up and running. It takes a two-year mental commitment. And then I yeah. set them up for success. Yeah, yeah, great. And look, you know, I, I, you know, the work that I do is, you know, normally 12 months, right? I, yeah. Oh, I, you right. Know, same thing. Just, you know, set up the strategy. You know, it's the old, you know, teach them to fish versus fish, right? So um, yeah, I think that's really smart. So uh, now you're listening to Daniel Moshe. And um, he's from multiple companies, but the key one we're talking about today is uh, techguru.it. And he also has that EOS implementation business. So if that's something you're struggling with, you know, reach out to Daniel. Uh, we'll have all the links in the show notes for that. So uh, let's talk about the Monday practice, right? So, yeah. you know, you're a busy person. You've got four businesses. Everything's going well. You know, why why Monday? Where, where did that one pop up from? <laughs> all right. So. Uh, it's about two years ago. It's November, 2020. And, you know, there's not a whole lot going on. Everything is shut down. And then I get, I get this notice emails from uh, monday.com, the recruiting partners. And I said, no, I'm not interested unless you can only, I'm only interested in working with accounting firms. And so they were like, okay, yeah, sure. We can, uh, we can do that. We'll, we'll send you some, some accounting firms. Uh, so I sign up, I go through the training and then I, I play with the product. And I, I'm like, wait a second, I just rebuilt our workflow for my EOS practice, which other had previously been very clunky manual and not just was, wasn't working and it was expensive. And I just built this in about a half an hour and it works better than it ever did before. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is interesting. So we sign up, I'm, I'm going through all the certification and training and that, it, and then I, 
uh, they start sending us leads to people who need professional services, but they send me exactly like one accounting firm and like non-accounting firm clients. So I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, number one, there's definitely a need for this in the marketplace because they have a lot of people who need some professional services help consulting. And two, this is not accounting firm. So this does not belong at Tech Guru. Yes. Uh, at the time, I had a business partner too, and I just didn't want to muddy the water. So I started a new separate entity. And then the funny, this is the best thing ever. I'm getting a branding and a website done. And it happens to be that the person who managing the website for development of the website was loved Monday, loves Monday. And it was looking for new opportunities. The owner of that business is like, hey, you can hire this person if you want to hire them. I said, okay, uh, I guess this is amazing. And it was amazing. So she joined our team as our integrator. That's Julie and has been with the company ever since. And so she really, like I did consulting with maybe two or three clients. And then I, everything ever since then, she's kind of taken over and taken charge of, and the team has grown and we've developed. And um, so anyway, that's kind of how that story, story began. It was definitely like, I kind of tripped over. Oh, but the other thing, Paul, I really wanted this type of a business. I had been looking for it. Yes. Um, I had tried one a few years ago around a CRM platform. It didn't go anywhere because they just didn't have what was necessary to build out their partner partner ecosystem. Yes. But it really was obvious to me that Monday really was committed to develop program and uh, invest in us. And they connected us. We have a great and amazing partner relation manager who's opened so many doors for us. That makes such a difference. Um, anyway, so... Well means uh, it's been a really exciting ride and we are continue to be just learning and growing and making and changing lives every day with the work that we're doing. And it, it feels so, um, so po positive and to me for that, for the things that we're doing. But yeah, I'm also pretty hands off in that business too, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. Well, we, we sort of, unfortunately, uh, have you ever heard of Podio? P O D. Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so we were Podio, right? And we drank the Kool Aid, and it, you know, to me, it's you know, Monday's a much better version of what Podio ended up being, right? Got but it. Monday wasn't around when we were there, and yeah. uh, I won't mention. Well, I'll mention it's public. Citrix bought Podio, and yeah, and you know, we had a lovely team over in the, in the Philippines. Everything was going great, and um. I went to the the first partner meeting, Citrix, and uh, you know I was pretty bummed because my family's in Lake Como in Italy, having a great time, sitting in the sun, and I'm you know getting up at four in the morning to fly to this partner meeting in Copenhagen. So anyway, <laughs> long story short, they presented. Now I spent eighteen years at Coca Cola, and you know I was a director, so I, I sort of know what it's like to be a franchise or franchisee relationship, right? Which you know effectively yeah. SaaS is no different to Coke; it's just much better for the world, right? And um, and I called my partner up straight away, my business partner, and said, "We're out of here." He goes, "What do you mean?" Oh. I said, "Citrix will just destroy this business." You know, I used to joke at Coke, we'd say we turn small businesses into smaller businesses, and oh. this is exactly. And and I, I, you know, I know I've still got some patio people that listen to this, so um, but you know, there was the right decision to make to to get out of the platform. But I believe Monday, you know, yeah. you know. They're they're doing a great job. We've got some Monday partners in the community, and uh, oh. yeah, just you know, it's timing, right? If it had been yeah. Monday, not Podio, the world might have been different. But anyway, we uh we won't lament on yeah. that. But I think you know having the right partner and picking the the like 
you've talked really well from a strategic point of view today of like, you know, who's the second biggest cost right. base? And that's how you define, you know, if it's, you know, IT or cloud services, well, then that makes sense because they really need you. And they also, you know, in, in an industry that's going to stay. So that was good. But I also think it's around picking your partners is really, really important. And we had, you know, some not so good experiences. And then we ended up picking some great partners, ended up selling the the business, which was fantastic. But I think that's really important to do it. But, you know, Daniel, you shared, you know, so much value. What we're going to do now is go into uh, rapid fire questions. So I always call it the sip of beer. Uh, unfortunately, Australians drink too much beer. I don't. Uh, personally, especially after a kidney transplant, but um, yeah, we'll just get a sip of beer from you. So, uh, so the first one is, you know, what are some of the the daily sales habits that you do to help to accelerate your sales? Yeah, I coach our salespeople at this time. I was temporarily in the uh, integrator seat while our integrator was on parental leave, and so I think the same the same thing is make progress every single day yep. uh, and pick up the phone. So that's two things I've reached out and was coaching, has been coaching my salespeople on lately is like, Hey, when you're not making progress on email, remember deals don't close via email. Yes. People buy from people, yes. pick up the phone. And so what do you know? He closed uh, one last week that otherwise had been stuck and he's got two, like just about to cross the finish line today. So people buy from people, pick up the phone. Yeah. Brilliant. Next is, no sales, so it might be for your team, et cetera, and it would have been for yourself when you're in that role. You know, where do you go to look for more information about sales and uh, how to improve sales? Yeah, I I am always looking for uh, what's you know what's trending in terms of how people want to connect and communicate with us, and so we've been playing with like text messaging and things like that. Um, and I got to tell you, that has been, that has actually been really, really helpful. So in terms of like me looking for or researching, it's your podcasts, yours included, uh, for what's working and just getting motivated. Uh, and then also looking for online courses, uh, as well, where there's some great content for people who have a proven track record of success. Uh, so those are kind of two resources I've been, uh, been accessing. Brian, if we could give you one wish, uh, let's say for techguru.it at this stage, uh, one of your five, uh, what what would that be? I want to continue creating a a place for uh, technology people who uh, want to thrive and grow and make a huge positive impact in the world. And I want to our our wish is to make. Uh, a difference in the lives of a thousand accounting firms. So we know that every time that we work with an accounting professional at an accounting firm, there's a trickle effect because their businesses, it's having a positive impact. They're helping them improve their financial situation. Um, so for all those reasons, uh, creating a great place for technology professionals and making the world a better place, the impact that we want to have is working with a thousand. And that's our core target. Our, uh, from an EOS terminology. So our biggest wish is working with 1,000 firms. So we have 80 to go. Or sorry, we, we had 80, only 920 to go. So we're well <laughs> on our way. Yeah. yeah, great. And we won't do the the uh, calculation of how many years that's going to take because I know you will <laughs> rapidly increase the, it'll be the J curve. Um, that's right. Last one is, you know, what do you know now? You know, you, you know, you've been 18 years at it. What do you know now that you wish you had have learned earlier? I want to just... 
I wish I would have slowed down a little and surrendered to the flow of life a little more. Sometimes I find myself just pushing and pulling and striving too much, like striving be too much of striving can be a bad thing, I think. And I found myself creating a lot of stress in my life that didn't need to be there because the pieces tend to just fall into place when the right people are around and the vision has been shared. And so learning more to surrender to the flow of life a little bit and uh, allow allow things to happen and realize that control is an illusion. Um, I would have wished I would have learned that a little bit younger at a little bit of younger age. And frankly, I still have to remind myself about that. Occasionally, I myself pushing and striving. I still like have goals. I still have things I want to do. I still think there's things we want to accomplish, just like I share with you a thousand accounting firms. Uh, but sometimes like the timing is a little bit out of my control. So all I can do is set the stage and create the environment and respond to what's happening in the marketplace and be a great coach, advisor, and mentor to my team members. And then let things, uh, let things kind of happen how they will. Yeah. Great. And that sounds, uh, to me, and it's not always the case, but it sounds like a parent often enough. Certainly for me is when I have children, I realized that, uh, yeah, control was, it was not going to work anymore. <laughs> Same here. Uh, look, it's been brilliant having you on. Um, like I said, you've got five businesses. Your LinkedIn profile um, spells them out beautifully. Uh, but, you know, for the tech guru one at techguru.it and, you know, reach out to Max, uh, Daniel, I should say, uh, reach out for Daniel around EOS as well. Um, because, you know, if you're getting to that point where you are stuck in delivery, you want to pull, um, get away from that. EOS is fantastic, and the great thing is Daniel's been in your shoes. Uh, so yeah. I think that makes sense as well. But, uh, yeah, brilliant having you on today, Daniel. Thank you for doing this for the community. Really appreciate it. What a great interview with Daniel. I said it was going to be good, and uh, it certainly was. And I love that thing where he talked about the second highest cost of IT and also looking at where, you know, how could your business be pulled apart or destroyed in 12 months? And I think a lot of us hope that that doesn't happen, but why not get on the front foot? And Daniel was a brilliant example of that by niching down into accounting firms in particular. And uh, why not share what you've learned with Daniel on LinkedIn? He's uh, on there and the URL will be in the show notes and you can get all the summary in an app the app that you're listening to, but you can get the full transcript at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast. It's episode 451. And if you, why don't share it with others, right? So it might be one, might be 10 people, but, you know, Daniel gave so much value here. You know other cloud consultants peers why don't you send it to them they'll think you're a rock star for it don't forget to check out the solo shows also if you're scaling your cloud consultant business and you really want to know you know am i doing it right like have i got all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle uh have i got all the right pieces and i've got them in an order just go and get the blueprint that i've developed it's at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash blueprint and it's completely free and you can get it right now And as always, please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. 
This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.